Imagine, or perhaps you don't even have to imagine, a child at play, spending most of its time in those playful activities, from playing peekaboo with an infant to complicated games of hide and seek as children get older, the act of play is developing their brains from the bottom to the top, from the brainstem up through the limbic system and into the cerebral cortex. It is wiring their brains to be successful people. We know in children that play lowers cortisol, which is the stress hormone, while increasing dopamine and oxytocin, which is the bonding hormone, and GABA, the calmer of the nervous system. It's a way to turn ourselves around. Play creates a well-integrated brain in a child, connecting the left brain and the right brain, improving emotional expression, and strengthens the plasticity of the brain as they try different roles in play and tell new stories and explore their limits in a safe manner. Play makes one adaptable and solidifies a concept of self. And most of all, increases our capacity for social connections and navigating social situations. Play builds imagination and creativity, fosters our cognitive growth, has emotional and behavioral benefits, improves literacy, encourages independence. And then, and then we reach adulthood. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, and I thought as a child, and I played as a child, and when I became an adult, I put an end to childish things. This is just one more example of how St. Paul just kind of ruined things for everybody. <laughs> You're an adult now. Pick a career, pay your bills, produce things for society, or become a product yourself. And if, if we play as grown-ups, we have to schedule it into our busy days, it has to go into a day planner. Usually it's more competitive than it is cooperative. We're playing games to score points and to win, and sometimes that definitely adds to the stress in our system and breaks down some of that connective tissue that gets built in the play of childhood. The play of adulthood teeters on the edge of lacking any and all spontaneity and creates sometimes more stress than it relieves. I've been thinking a lot about the topic of play as I've approached middle age, turned 50 this past year, but even into my late 40s, I started wondering, what's the purpose of a midlife crisis? Not to reclaim youth, I've decided, but I want to reclaim joy for myself, and not just any joy, but the kind of unfettered joy that I felt as a child, somehow adapting myself to feel that in adulthood, that eight-year-old boundless joy. But how do I do that with my adult-wired brain? I found the answer from my new favorite philosopher. 
Hey, just try this. I want to show you something. All right. No, no, not like that. That's how I hit. Like this. <laughs> I will send the link. Unfortunately, you have to pay to watch it if I send you the link, but it's a buck ninety-nine. Bluey is a global phenomenon for those of you who are just seeing it for the first time, produced as a co-production between the BBC and Australian television. And every episode is about seven minutes long, like that one, and they're all based around the kids using their imaginations and playing and the parents getting involved in the play. And as we see in this episode, the parents doing their own sort of play as well. And all the while it imparts important lessons that I think we all need to be reminded of uh, at times, share, don't be a bully, take turns. It's won several awards because of its messages. I think we need them in our lives. And for parents, it's a source of validation and inspiration for the way they are parenting. And for adults without kids who binge watch several episodes at a time on a weekly basis, it is also a reminder of that importance of play. And we see the importance of adult play in that video, the, the physical work and the problem solving and the socializing that gets built up Neurologists say that our brains stop cooking around 25 years old, that it is formed to the extent that it's going to be, that things are not necessarily locked in place, but that our frontal cortex is done and our brain is now an adult. But the benefits of play do not disappear when we reach that 25-year-old milestone. I wonder sometimes if, if adulthood is even the right word to use. I'm kind of fond of one of the millennial generation's contributions to the lexicon, adulting. Another, another activity, another role-playing game that we play, the things we have to do as adults, go to work, pay the bills, be good citizens. And it's one game among many that we fit into our lives to continue playing because the play keeps us human. It relieves our stress, 
It improves our brain function even after 25. It stimulates our creativity and helps us be creative in our problem solving. And it improves our relationships and our connections with one another. And it's those connections that are most important to me. The neurobiologist Jacques Panksepp says, quite simply, the function of play is to build social brains that know how to interact with others in positive ways. And it is also, as some other experts say, a form of mindfulness, an active mindfulness on its feet that forges and strengthens our sense of connection to everything around us, depending on where we are setting our play. And so in that regard, play is a spiritual practice. It is something we take time to do to rebuild and strengthen those connections to ourselves, to each other, to whatever it is we call holy. Hugo Rahner, the Jesuit priest and church historian, back in 1955, wrote a book called Man at Play, and it was 1955, so please excuse the, the title. But in it, he suggests that mere seriousness, that's his phrase, mere seriousness does not get down to the roots of things. Play isn't trivial. It's only a playful way of living that does justice truly to the seriousness of life. There is a sacred secret in play. To my mind, that secret is the rekindling of our connection to all that is, so that we might take delight in creation and our part in it. Or when I talk about my, my myth of the great heart at the center of all things, the great heart who has sent us out to experience creation to its fullest so it can be appreciated, we find that in play and in seeking out delight. And if that's not enough, play is the role in practical theology, in the way that we move through the world, seeing the world not just as it is, but exploring the ways that it could be and building up our capacity for problem solving and interaction so that we can bring into being that world that could be. May it be so.